Happy Mother's Day to the moms out there. We're excited today to have a special day for you. Uh, some of you might be wondering why I'm wearing a suit. I usually tell people that if you see me in a suit, I'm either marrying you or burying you. <laughs> so I hope that isn't the case for the one today. Um, but be quite frank, uh, mom, my mom would often dress us up on Mother's Day and we would get family portraits taken. So this is in honor of my mom today. Um, sweet, sweet mom. Today we are going to um, take a look at a woman's heart. And while there's many things that are thrown into that picture, and while it's Mother's Day, we are going to take a look at moms and women. And, but before we do that, I'd like to acknowledge moms out there with these incredible words that were written many years ago. So may this encourage your heart. To those who give birth this year to their first child, we celebrate you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder for you. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experience abuse at the hands of your mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who live through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way you long for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you in these complex paths. To those who envision lavishing loving on grandchildren, yet the dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and we rejoice with you. To those, <laughs> that was good by the way. <laughs> to those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and some surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart. And we have real warriors in our midst, and we remember you. Can we acknowledge our moms today? Women and moms, you are irreplaceable, and sometimes we forget that, and often we don't tell you enough, but the things you do are things that only you can do. Let me show you what I mean. Take a look at this. There are those who say that this is ordinary, but don't let that fool you.
Mother will always be the bravest, least ordinary, most difficult, utterly challenging career that anyone ever hopes to lay claim to. While others might hear, diaper changer, food maker, laundry doer, carpooler, bottle washer, sweatpants wearer, life on hold, want to be doing anything else, woman. The truth is, whether it feels like it some days or not, you are in fact a shelter from the storm. You are a cape of good hope. You are a warrior who will do battle for your children's hearts, souls, attention, innocence, education, and memories. Go to battle, my friends. This is your time. We will hold strong on either side of you. We will pray for those bottles through the dark watches of the night. And when doubt comes and children break, when adults fail them, and when they push and push as hard against us as the day we deliver them into this world, we will not be broken. We may ache and see cracks tear through our hearts. But we will get up again tomorrow and we will load the clothes and the words that need to be said again and again and again. And when the world tries to claw at them, to break them, to smash the beauty in them, may our walls hold true. May the lessons we've told the truths we've lived, the life we've spoken into them come back easily, predictably, with wash and repeat ease. Kingdom business, Jesus work, this shaping of souls, this raising tiny humans. There are those that say this is ordinary. Don't buy it for a second. Mighty. You are mighty because you, Mother. We praise God for moms, and we praise God that you're able to do what men and husbands and dads can never do. And my hope today is this, that we walk away with a fresh appreciation, not just for mothers, but for women. And we as men, we understand that while we're different, we celebrate the differences. We applaud it, and we understand that God made us uniquely different. And praise God for that. I cannot imagine a world of men only. Um, that's a scary thought, actually. Um, but praise God um, that God has given many of us companions, every single one of us a mom. 
Yet there is a unique difference in the way a woman is wired and the unique difference in the way a man is wired. So today, while it is Mother's Day, we will take an inside peek at a woman's heart and how she's wired and how we can learn and, and better cope and understand and love and appreciate. And while that is true, there's also a fresh passage in Scripture that describes sometimes a picture of a mother that's very difficult for many moms to live up to. We'll begin there. Grab your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 31. And if you need a Bible, hold your hand up. Our ushers will be glad to put one in your hand. But turn to Proverbs chapter 31. And we're going to read verses 10 to 31. And I would ask you to stand with me as we read it. Proverbs 31 Verses 10 to 31. Let's read this out loud together. Ready, read. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with her eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still in the night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it, and out of her earnings she plants a vineyard. She sets out about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings of bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with confidence and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. You may have a seat. When I personally read that, I'm worn out. That's an incredible description of a woman of God. And the reality is this. While that might not be your descriptor, and while that might not be the way that you live out your life specifically, and while you might not have all those details down, what we know for certain is this, is that women are tired. Women are tired. And a lot of that comes as a result of living up to expectations that you have placed on yourself, that others have placed on you, and maybe even your own husband and children have placed on you. This woman, the Proverbs 31, is an incredible picture of what God has placed in Scripture. And yet often what happens, you begin, if not being too careful, you begin to live in the shadow of comparing yourselves to Proverbs 31. And if you're not careful you will find yourselves feeling less about yourselves. And the reality is this. At the, the truth of this matter is this. This woman here is amazing in every way. 
She is incredibly busy and on top of everything is able to make anything, build anything, and never sleeps. All the while, her husband is pictured here sitting at the city gate, drinking coffee and talking about the NFL draft. That's the Jim Brown version. While that isn't the case, we know so. But sometimes it appears to be that way. Another message for another day. Yet this woman has to be tired, busy, no time for friendships. And it leaves many of you thinking, I can never be that person. And the truth is, your version isn't much different. And as I walk through this passage, this will be a modern day, Proverbs 31, for many in this room today. Your job never gets done either. With the pressure to be the glue that holds the family together, do the laundry, drive the kids around to sport practices, cook the supper, do your hair and primp up, learn how to carry a gun, meet your husband after the door after the baby has puked all over you all day, run four miles, milk the cows, vacuum the house, and answer all the Facebook messages from your girlfriends before they think you are mad at them. Make the doctor and dentist appointments and pull the weeds out of the flower bed. Speak baby talk all morning. Wash the dirty dishes from breakfast and lunch all before 8 a.m. so that you can drop off the homework that your son or daughter forgot to take to school right after you gas up the van that your husband said he would do, but he forgot because he watched ESPN three times that morning. All the while making breakfast for your family. And the truth is this, the stay-at-home mom, which is even under more attack today, and and I would say an often underappreciated mom, or the single mom working hard, or or for that matter, the working mom, there never seems to be an end to your list. Then add to this whole mix of responsibilities, expectations, place I would say, sometimes poorly upon you, on top of all that and trying to manage all that, hormones that you almost have a grasp on until menopause hits. And you get hot, but not hot for your husband. And he gets hot because you're hot, but not hot in the definition of hot. And so you throw all that into the picture. It's a challenging, incredible beautifully created way that God has wired you. I say, celebrate that. And husbands, not just celebrate it, but appreciate it, acknowledge it. And the reality is, don't try to make your wife like you. Proverbs 31 is an incredible passage, and and then about the time you're getting some of these down, you received, I say, I love to say this, a framed Proverbs 31 print from your mother-in-law with a big smiley face on the package that says, just thinking of you. And at that very moment when you receive that, the thought of gun control is defined in a much different way for you (laughs) than most have. It becomes, give me a gun and I will take control. (laughs) Is it any wonder women are tired in our world today? And I want to take a moment today, I honestly do, just want to take a moment and hit the pause button And say many things about women, but I want to say this. I could never be the man I am today without my wife. I would never, and we would never be the family we are today without Anne's influence in our our family. Like, I would be lost in raising and rearing our children 
in the way that God wanted without my wife. And the reality is many of the women in this room, you are tired. You know why you're tired? It's because your emotions never exit your mind. Men, I hope that you take notes today, mentally, physically, so that you can help better understand your wife, your mother, your future bride. Because a woman's emotions never exits her mind. It is a continuous roller coaster of emotions that leaves men often dumbfounded and caught between a rock and a hard place. And often our response is this, what just happened? What just took place? Every man in this room at some point or another has been there. And the reality is, it's okay. It's okay that we don't fully understand. It's okay that it didn't make sense to us. Let's not be put off by it. Let's appreciate it. Let's say, that's how she's wired. This is how I'm wired. And let's work this out. This might be the one thing that could help men today is this. Women deal with multiple thoughts and emotions from their past and present all the time at the same time, and they can't easily be dismissed. And men, while for us, they can, we can move from one concern, compartmentalize it, shut that door, be finished with it, move over here, and go into something else. It is ultimately almost impossible for a woman to shut the doors to all these emotions that are running through her mind all day. They're often like pop-up screens on a computer. Have you ever been on your computer and you're doing a task or doing a search or you're on the internet searching and this dumb pop-up screen comes up? And so what do you try to do? You try to close it out as fast as you can. And now they're tricky. It's not up in the right. You're looking, where's it at? Where'd they move the X? And you're trying to find it. And then another one appears for, for a woman. She's trying to put that one out and trying to get this one out. All the while behind all these screens is the person or task at hand. And then what happens? You finally thought you shut it out, but you didn't get the X and it opens up the page and begins to play something. That's what women deal with all day long. Multiple pop-up screens. And the reality is this, these pop-up screens have all kinds of thoughts. And I would say this, most women have stored up thoughts or feelings from the past that regularly pop up into active mode, whether they want them or not. See, men, hear me out. It's pretty easy for us. Shut the door, open another one. We have one wire, and that's it. Women have a zillion wires. (laughs) Praise God for that. Let's celebrate that. The difference is. You see, women seem consistently unable to close these windows as easily as men can. More than a man, a woman will be regularly hit by an unresolved emotional issue or hurt from a conversation last night, last month, last year, and even 10 years ago. We have shut the door, we have buried it, we have moved on, and something will trigger that emotion, and we're like, where did that come from? That is the beauty and uniqueness. We need to understand that men and women are wired differently. And the things men say to them in a mental tapes archive 
are as real today as they were in the moment they were spoken to you. Guys, gals are different. Let's celebrate that. Let's understand that. Let's learn how to respond to women when these pop-up screens come out of nowhere, this wave of emotion appears in their lives. Guys, that is why we are often blindsided when our wives bring something up that happened two years ago. You see, we can walk away as men from a bad argument, resolve it, we think work it out logically, it made sense to us, and be quite frank, even want to be intimate and make up. She needs time to close the pop-up window that lingers. In the same way that men can't often stop the images of temptation that float through our minds. They can't stop the memories of the past. They must address them as they come. Plus, just because we men think our wives should feel secure about our love doesn't mean that she always does. You see, they're wired different emotionally. A man and woman are different And so just because we think they should be secure, we said these things, we did these things, these emotions are constantly running through their bodies, running through their minds. And she processes love based on emotion, and we process love based on logic. To us, if I do this and I do that, I receive this. To them, completely different. There's an emotional pop-up screen rolling through their mind. It doesn't compute for them all the time like it does for us. Well, I did this, I did that, and the last time I did this and I did that, you did this. I tell you what, you're kidding yourself if you think the same way works all the time. And it's okay. Let's celebrate that. You see, often it doesn't matter to her the way you think because she must feel it emotionally. So she processes differently. My wife has often said to me, Jim, the reason that sometimes I would say, she says that you are, and I would say sometimes, a good husband is because you had three sisters. And when you live in a house with four women, you realize that a lot and learn a lot about women. When she is sharing an emotional problem, men, her feelings and her desire to be heard are far more important, hear me out, than the problem itself being fixed. She just wants to know that you hear her. So here are some steps that I would give to husbands, to future husbands, to men in relationships with gals. When an emotional problem surfaces, when a disagreement surfaces in a relationship, don't try to fix it right away. And by far, never, ever, 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 ever say this. Don't tell her that she is overreacting. (laughs) Sounds like you've been there. (laughs) Don't ever question her version of the facts. Don't wonder out loud. Ever, 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 nor ever speak it out loud if it's that time of the month. And don't ever, ever, ever ask her to quit crying or say, what are you crying about? 
Men, don't go there. And please, don't ever, ever, in this point of disagreement or unresolved conflict, offer spiritual correction with a chapter and verse. She'll come back to you with a chapter and verse. (laughs) Men, here is the answer most of the time. Just listen and reassure her of your love. Hug her if her love language is hugging. If it isn't, don't go there. (laughs) But learn to understand and see your wife. Like, sometimes I stand back, and Anna and I will be married 30 years this summer, and I praise God for her. And sometimes I just stand back, and I watch her. And I've come to realize the less I say, the better it is. <laughs> I can give you an example. It was just, it was just this week, and, and I remember just thinking, the best thing I could say right now is, you're right. And you know what? It was. I don't need to, you don't need to constantly fix it in the situation. Give her time to emotionally unravel from that. Let that pop-up screen be X'd out in her mind before you throw the answer to her. There was a survey recently done, and 95% of the women said, when I'm in a disagreement with my husband, and I know he's upset at me, and I'm upset at him, and I know there's a point of contention, and I know that, that he is, he's upset, 95% of the women in one form or fashion said, men say this. So men, get your pens out. Quit looking at me. Like, this is what you need to say. I'm angry right now, and I need some space, but I want you to know that we are okay. She needs to know that. She needs to know that no matter what, that things are okay. That even though there's a disagreement right now, that we'll come back to this and we'll work this out. Women said that this would diminish or even eliminate the emotional turmoil on her part. Men, let me just say this regarding women also. Your wife, women in particular, she she wants to be wanted by you. She needs to know that you are thinking about her. And sometimes she needs to know it when you're as busy as you've ever been. When maybe at work, it's the season of inventory. Maybe at work, it's a a high sales client that's in your office. Maybe at work, you're working overtime. Maybe there's all these things going. Maybe it's on this trip that you're traveling. She needs to know that in your busiest moment that that somehow, in some way, that she is on your mind. I'm not kidding you. If you just take a moment in the midst of all your busy life, all she needs, a text that says, I'm thinking about you. I love you. She needs to know that, that, that just she's wanted. She needs to know that she is appreciated. She needs to know that you're thinking about her. And she responds. And what happens is this. If that's not coming from you, often what can happen is a pulling away in a relationship. And she will respond to a man noticing her. And that can be dangerous, too, if she's feeling unwanted at home 
or for a single girl who has a poor self-image of herself, she will take the first man that shows her attention. And there are predators out there called men. And often these predatorial men will look for women who have a slow self-image of themselves and they will attack viciously. You see, she needs to know that you want her, need her, and can't make it without her. What a joy that is. I mean, seriously, those of us who are married, what an incredible gift it is to look at our wives and say, wow, I love you, I want you, and we are better together than we are apart. Like when she knows that from you more than anything, she feels secure in what you have together. She wants to hear it from you that she brings something valuable to your relationship. So while her head is spinning with this merry-go-round of emotion and you are trying to find the delete button as quick as you can, she believes that you are a few blow-ups away from leaving her. Yes, her identity is in Jesus Christ. But these emotions are constantly bombarding her mind. So you can help her navigate through them with a listening ear and a gentle touch. Men and women are different. Praise God for the difference. Let's celebrate them. Men, let's quit trying to make our wives like us. Ladies, Let's quit trying to make your man like you. The word of God in Psalm 139 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when God created Eve and gave him to Adam, he said, this is good. Because he knew that man was alone and needed a helper. That's why Proverbs says, it is a good thing for a man to find a wife. Let me just say this to women. Here's another area that you need to get down. You are beautiful. And whether you felt like it this morning when you stood in front of that mirror, let me tell you, in God's eyes, you are gorgeous. And there's this beauty that Scripture talks about that comes from within that radiates on the outside. Turn to 1 Peter 3, and let me just encourage your hearts this morning. 1 Peter chapter 3. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. When you realize this and understand this, you will live differently. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3, Peter said this. Women, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold and jewelry or fine clothes. Listen, he doesn't say that's improper or you shouldn't do it. Dress up. Let your personality come out. If, you're, if you like bright colors, wear bright colors. If you love jewelry, wear jewelry. If you love makeup, wear makeup. But make sure when you're doing that, that you're not doing it because you don't feel pretty on the inside or beautiful on the inside. Verse 4 says, rather it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of what kind of worth? What's it say? Great worth. And whose sight? God's sight. You see, this beauty that Peter talks about, women, should come from the inside out. 
You see, until you believe it in here, you will spend the rest of your life trying to fix up everything out here. I say this all the time about my wife, and I mean this with all of my heart. She's simply beautiful. And it's not just her outside, it's her inside. There's this beautiful, quiet spirit that Anne has when she walks into a room. She doesn't need to be loud and boisterous. Yet when she leaves the room, you know that she's gone because her presence remains. She has this gentle beauty, and the scripture says when we know who we are, this gentle confidence can come from within. And when you are loved by your man and you spend time with your man who is feeding into that, not only does this gentle, quiet spirit and this beauty resonate, but it shows on the outside. I always say that, show me a woman whose countenance is bright and glowing, a wife, and I will guarantee you there is a husband who adores her and is cherishing her. And she feels loved and not unloved. In the same way, when they were little, your wife and girls, do you remember when they used to twirl and, and you were dad and, and your daughter would come in? Hannah did it over and over and over and over. And she would come and put this beautiful pink princess outfit, and we still have it. And she would put on these pink pumps that she used to put on Isaiah too when he was little. <laughs> and she would twirl around and she would say, Daddy, Daddy. Am I beautiful? Oh, honey, you're beautiful. That same little girl that used to twirl in front of you when she was little, guess what? That same little girl remains inside of her just like the little boy remains inside of men, and she still longs to hear from you. Oh, honey, you are beautiful. Guys, husbands, that's our responsibility. Not just say it once, but over and over and over again. The problem, though, is that they don't hear it enough from their husband, from their dad or others. And they begin to do whatever it takes to find identity elsewhere. I see it happen every day in our world. This gorgeous, God-created girl is born. She grows up in a home where dad gave her zero attention and where she had even degraded her looks she wants so badly to feel beautiful that she looks for any way she can find that identity. Yet the Bible says that you are beautiful. In fact, look what God says about you. Turn to Psalm chapter 45. Back to Psalm chapter 45. Here's the imagery that we see in Psalm. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords thinks this about you, ladies, today. Look what it says in Psalm 45. In verse 10, Psalm 45 in verse 10 says, Listen, daughter, or girls, or ladies, or women, and pay careful attention, the psalmist says. Not only listen, but pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Pay attention to this. Let the king be enthralled by your what? Beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. Some translations has the king is enthralled with your beauty. One translation says this about you, ladies. The king of the universe is wild about you. What's it mean to be enthralled? 
I want you to think about this, ladies. Here's what God thinks about you this morning. The word enthralled means to be fascinated by. God looks at you and says, you are fascinating. The word enthralled means captivated. God looks down and says, you are captivating. The word enthralled means spellbound. God looks at every woman in this room and he is spellbound by this masterpiece, this creation that he has put together. He stands back and says, wow, you are like no one else. It means that he is enchanted by your beauty. So here's what I would do, girls. I'm not a woman, but if God thought that about me, I would wake up in the morning and I would go to the bathroom and I would stand in front of the mirror and go, woohoo! <laughs> My God sees me as captivating. He's spelled, like, it's hard for him to look at that beauty. That's how God sees you as a woman today. Just stop here. Men, when's the last time you told your wife that she's just beautiful? Ladies, when's the last time you reminded yourself that the King of kings and Lord of lords is enchanted with you? He's spellbound by your beauty. And God doesn't create junk. He paints and creates masterpieces. That's who you are today. Ladies, when a woman knows who she is in here, when she knows she's elegant, beautiful, confidence shows up out here. Ladies, hear me out. Let me speak as dad today. Be very careful of men, especially the wrong men. You can feel beautiful when some guy pays you a little attention, and sometimes your identity can be wrapped up when a guy flirts with you. So be careful. Some of you will dress and, or dress less to get his attention. Ladies, way too many of you, even in this room, in the link, and by way of Internet, have settled because some man has given his attention. Why? Because you want to be pursued and chased down, so you take the first piece of meat that shows up on the chopping block. And instead of getting prime rib, you end up with butt steak. You might need to look at your man and say, I need a new menu. Listen to me, ladies. Another man will never give you your identity. If the king of kings and lord of lords creates masterpieces and he's spellbound with your beauty, that's as good as it gets. Remind yourselves of that often. Your identity is being a redeemed follower of Jesus Christ who loved you so much that he formed you to be beautiful and he is enthralled with your beauty. You see, way too many girls are looking for Mr. Right but settle for Mr. Right now. It's time, ladies, to stand up 
and say, enough is enough. I'm beautiful in the king's eyes. I refuse to settle. However, women in the presence of a good, godly man feels beautiful. And by the way, ladies, don't ever take that kind of man for granted. If you have a husband that pours into you and loves you, don't ever, ever take him for granted. Show me a wife who's glowing on the outside and has a bright countenance. I'll show you a man, a husband, who lifts her up. You see, men, your wife feels secure when you affirm her in public. She feels secure when you take an active role in parenting the kids. She feels secure, hear me out, when you notice her and are aroused even if she isn't making a concerted effort to arouse you. She feels secure when you show consistency, not just with your words, but with your actions. She feels secure when you take the lead and make decisions, even the little ones, like this afternoon. Where are we going to eat? And she says, I don't know. And you say, we're going here. Hopefully you've already figured that out on Mother's Day. (laughs) Some of you are scrambling right now, aren't you? (laughs) She feels secure when you take care of yourself physically because she wonders often about being alone by herself. Let me speak briefly. Guys, some of you. Some of you are a heartbeat away from a stroke and a heart attack. Because you overeat and under-exercise. And you think, I'm okay. I have my bride. And you haven't walked a mile in 10 years. Listen, your wife sees you. And if she sees you not taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, that could wreck her world. Why? Because she wonders if you will be around to take care of her. Hear me out, men. Some of you need to get back on the fitness journey, not just spiritually, but physically. She feels secure when the two of you feel close. So women, moms, and ladies, I hope you leave today and know this. You are special. No one can ever replace you. And when you find your identity in Jesus Christ, you, the family, the community, and the world will never be the same again. And we applaud that. We love you, God. I pray, God, that you would just cover us with your grace, your favor, your blessing. And I pray that women today would walk out of this room with their head held high, knowing that you are enthralled with their beauty and they are irreplaceable. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you next week.